0: Well, good morning, everybody. This is David McMinn, the pastor at Rockbridge Church. It's so awesome that we're able to do this. I'm so amazed by our tech people and our worship leaders and everyone else who is making this happen. Uh, make sure that, that you reach out to them and let them know how much you appreciate it. we we'll are continue our sermon series based on the book, The Walk, by Adam Hamilton, who shares five practices that if we put into our life will help us grow in our relationship with God. Last week, we talked about five acts of kindness. I really would love to hear your five acts of kindness, the things that you did. Feel free to post it on, uh, on the YouTube, and I'll read out some of them. But five acts of kindness that you did that made a difference in the life of other people this week. If we used to do five acts of kindness, that's 46,000 some odd, 46,800, forgot my number for a second, 46,800 acts of kindness as a church over a year. Today, we are focusing on the saying of Jesus, where your treasure is, there your heart is also. This is a difficult teaching for me. You may or may not know, but I'm an only child, and so I've grown up thinking that the world revolves around me. I'm also a seven on the Enneagram scale, which means that I enjoy having a good time and can be a little bit self-focused. So sometimes I kind of hyper-focus in on things that I enjoy doing. You know about my love for the Dallas Cowboys it's a problem let's just be honest <laughs> and if you come to my house you see the board games on my shelf and you can see yet another problem what this scripture is really talking about are priorities what are your priorities what is it that you are so focused on in your life that is before God I would love for you to to post on the comments what is it that you're struggling with that you really focus too much on But if we get our priorities in focus and we treasure what God's treasure, it will change the world around us. Guys, it's it's a difficult time. We all know. None of us wants to be doing this right now. I would much rather be in a room full of each of you celebrating Christ together. I know it's difficult. I know we feel isolated. But God is with you. God is watching over you. And God is on your side. But we see these issues about our focus in this time of pandemic. For example, there seems to be an issue with youngish people under the age of 50 who think that because the virus doesn't tend to hurt them too much, they can go out and be in crowds. This shows that your treasure, that your focus is on yourself. Because what we realize is that this is a very, very contagious disease. And if you're in public, you're likely to get it. And so if you go out thinking it won't hurt you, then you may share it to people that you love, and that may cause more people in hospital beds. We need to treasure what God treasures, which is taking care of the most vulnerable in our life. Another great example is the great toilet paper shortage of 2020. I still don't understand it. We're like two weeks in, and I still don't get it. So someone needs to explain this to me. I, I, I really, I just don't understand. But hoarding is exactly what Jesus is talking about. Because when we freak out and we hoard something, And then another person who actually needs it can't get it that is preventing them from getting what they need. We need to treasure what God treasures. And God treasures making sure everyone has enough. So when we talk about where where your treasure is, there is your heart also. We need to think about living as God wants us to live. Now, we know as Christians we are called to love and serve God. And because we love and serve God, we love and serve our neighbors, and we put their needs above even our own. We make sure that the least and the last and the lost and the oppressed have what they need. That is what we're called to do. You know, there's a popular saying right now, and it's uh, live your best life. I actually think that's what God wants us to do. In fact, Jesus talks about life abundant, that we're called to have abundant life today. But I think too often, when we say live your best life, it means live the best life that you personally want to have. Does anybody watch Parks and Rec? Anybody out there? That's one of our favorite shows. And there's two characters, and bonus points, if you can be the first person to post on the comments uh, what the name of these two characters are. But there's two characters in the show Parks and Rec that have a day they call Treat Yourself," And (laughs) basically, it's a day where... They just spoil themselves, above and beyond. So I'll be looking forward to see who uh, is a Parks and Rec fan and can shout that out. But that's not what we talk about when living abundant life. God wants you to live your best life. But your best life is treasuring what God treasures. Live your best life. Treasure what God tre- treasures. I'm still seeing, I haven't quite seen anyone post the name of the two characters, there you go. Emily Scott, of course, knows, you know, our big office fan, of course, knows Parks and Rec as well. So our scripture today comes from Matthew chapter 6, and in this chapter, Jesus talks about doing our piety, and I'll explain that in a second, in secret. Now, when he's talking about piety in this particular case, he's talking about praying, and he's talking about giving, and he's talking about fasting. And he tells people to do it in secret. Now, this does not mean that we aren't called to also have a public faith. We, of course, are going to have a public faith. Sometimes we're going to pray in public. Sometimes we're going to give in public. Sometimes we're going to fast and people are going to know about it. But what Jesus is saying is don't fast so that other people know what you're doing. Don't pray just to get that reward so that people look at you and say, oh, look how religious I am. Don't give so that people know that you're giving. Do it for the right reason, which plays perfectly into what Jesus says next with verse 19. So if you brought your Bible, and I hope you did, I invite you to turn to Matthew chapter 6, starting with verse 19. Stop collecting treasures for your own benefit, where moth and rust eat them, and when thieves break in and steal them. And if Jesus were around today, he might say, and where pandemic messes everything up, right? Now, Jesus uses something here called hyperbole. He's not saying don't wisely have a savings account. What he's saying is don't hoard. Don't store up your treasures. Don't put all your focus and store up wealth as if that is the only important thing to do. Store up with what is really important. And so he goes on to say, Instead, collect treasures for yourself in heaven where moth and rust don't eat them and where thieves don't break in and steal them. Where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So, what Jesus is saying here is we need to focus on what God is doing. When, when we hear Jesus say heaven, oftentimes we think about the place we go after we die. Now, guys, eternal life is amazing. The banquet that we get to have in heaven is going to be better than anything we can imagine. That is not what Jesus is talking about here. What Jesus is talking about is heaven is where God is. Store up your treasures in what God is active in doing. So in this time of pandemic, we're all at home. Store up your treasure in building community. Store up your treasure and still gathering in your life groups. Store up your treasure in coming to worship. Store up your treasure in helping your neighbor. Because where God is active, we are called to be active as well. I want you to post in the comments, if you don't mind, where are you storing your treasure right now? Where are you storing your treasure right now? I know in this time, it's really hard for me. My focus has been on myself. I'm really struggling with thinking about others when all I can think about is how the pandemic will affect me and my family. And yet God has called us to focus on those who don't have jobs, to those who are sick and vulnerable, to those who are hurting, and think about them in this time. What are you treasuring right now? I think about the movie Goonies. Anybody watch Goonies as a kid growing up? One of my favorite movies. Love that movie. In that movie, a group of kids find a treasure map. And in, using the treasure map, they're able to find the treasure of a pirate. And I believe it's One-Eyed Willie, right, is the name of the pirate, One-Eyed Willy. And what's amazing is that these pirates built all these booby traps and were stuck in a cave. And they died because they cared more about their treasure than their life. Don't be like One-Eyed Willy. Treasure God. Live your best life and treasure God. I think God is asking us three commitments this morning. To be grateful, to live with purpose, and to be generous. We're called to be grateful. Ancient Greek philosophers had a saying that you have to love what you have. This is brilliant. This is saying that you have to be content with what you have because if you're always seeking more, you will feel lost. My family and I are watching Aladdin this week, and Genie tells Aladdin this very thing. He says, I advise don't use your wishes on wealth or power, because people who have wealth and power always want more. Use them on something else. We're called to be grateful. So I want to take a moment, and I want you to share what you are grateful for. What is it that you are thankful for in your life? You know, for me personally, I'm thankful for my family. They love me so much. They're always my supporters. They're always with me. I'm thankful for this church, and I'm certainly thankful for this tech team and worship team and everyone who's up here making this happen. What are you thankful for? Roxy says she treasures the connection with the ladies at Rockbridge that they have developed in a short time. I'm with you, Roxy. We have amazing people. Amy says she thanks Ludlum from my family. Was that supposed to? That was a typo. It was supposed to be God for my family. I was wondering who Ludlam was in her KW family. Janet says for her tribe, we have so much to be thankful for. Focus on what is good and what you have to be thankful, and thank God that you have it. The second thing that we're called to do is to live with purpose. We're called to live with purpose. You know, I have found over my life, when I work really hard And then I go and enjoy the things that I love to do, whether that's playing sports, board games, hanging out with friends, reading books. Then it's wonderful. But if we get our priorities mixed up and we live for recreation, then it doesn't feel so wonderful. We feel hollow and empty inside. Humans need purpose. There's a psychiatrist named Viktor Frankl, and he lived in through World War II. He's a Jewish man. He lived in four concentration camps. And in that, he observed something. The people who still had purpose were able to survive, and those that didn't, did not. So it was his purpose to remember the love of his wife, even if he might never see her again. In fact, he said, salvation is love, or love is salvation. And so he focused on that, and that helped him survive. Viktor Frankl created a form of of therapy called logotherapy, which is to think about meaning in our life when we're going through difficult times. No one denies how difficult it is right now. No one denies that people are struggling. That is why we need our purpose even more. You need your call. You need what God is asking you to do. You need to live with purpose. Post in the comments what your purpose is. My basic purpose is to lead people to Christ, to make disciples. And my favorite thing is when that light bulb goes off in someone's life and they take that next step of faith and they say yes to God, whether that is for the first time or is that to commit to a deeper relationship or say yes to their calling in life, there is no greater thing for me than that. What is your purpose? I cannot wait to hear. The last thing that we're called to be is to be generous. Living our best life means being grateful. It means living with purpose and being generous. Adam Hamilton says, we were made for generosity. It is meant to both be the shape of our heart and the way we live. Now think about this, church. If you are made in the image of God and God is a generous and loving God, then you are loving and generous. I'm seeing some things on here um, where people posting that they're helping others gives them purpose. People are thankful for health care, and yes, our health care workers, thank you so much. I know we have some in this congregation. We thank you for the hard work and the purpose that you're living out and putting your life on the line day in and day out. You guys are amazing. Emily says that loving others and helping however I can is her purpose. Continue to post those comments. I want to keep seeing them. The last thing that we're called to is to be generous. God is generous and we too are called to be generous. And I'd like to see you guys post, who do you think of when you think of someone who is generous? I think about Mr. Paul. Every single Sunday before the sun even rises, he's here wiping down all the toys with Clorox wipes to make sure that there are no germs. Every single Sunday, you may not know, he shows up. And he not only provides childcare for Rotbridge, but for Newbirth who meets before us. And throughout the week, he meet he goes to the hospital and he volunteers with children. That is what I think of when I think about people who are generous. I think of our amazing staff, our amazing tech team. I know Chris was up here until I don't know how late last night, and Mark and so many other people, our worship band who each week practices hours upon hours. That's generous with your time. I'm so Grateful for each of you. Here's one last thought about being generous. We are created in the image of God. And God, seeing the suffering of humanity, gave what was most valuable to God. His one and only son. And if God is to give us God's son, what are we called to give if we are generous? Live your best life. Treasure what God treasures. Be grateful. Live with purpose. Be generous. I want to leave you with one last story. There's a story called The Gift of the Magi. And many of you probably have read it, but it's an amazing story. And there's a young couple, James and Della. And, and Della has beautiful hair that she treasures above all else. And James has a pocket watch that she treasures, he treasures more than anything else. It was Christmas time, and, and they were fairly poor, and so Della had one dollar to spend. And so she scoured the town looking for the perfect gift for her husband, and finally she found it, a platinum chain for the pocket watch that he loves so much. But She didn't have enough money. It was $21. So she went, and she chopped off her hair, and she sold it and had just enough money to buy him their pocket watch. When her husband got home and she had the gift ready, he saw her hair and, and he could not even speak. And he said, what happened to your hair? And, and she just gave him the gift and said, this is the gift that I have for you. And he opened the gift and he got his pocket watch and he just started to laugh because he sold the pocket watch and gave her a gift of special combs that were perfect for her hair. What does it mean to live your best life? treasure what God treasures. It means to love others like that. That you would sacrifice what is most important in your life. So that others will know love. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit.